Ever since you were a little girl, you've been fascinated by birth. Now, as a mother, you're suddenly in a position where you need to jump to support your children. You create a business as a doula and as an advocate to help families learn their own inner wisdom to discover what is the best choice for them. Today's guest is Michelle Smith of the Birth Ease Method. Welcome to today's show. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So, without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff, and let's get started. Now, here's your host, Duff Gardner. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, uh, where we talk about uh, things like slaying resistance and expanding your business and getting into action with your business. And I'm very excited today to speak to a good friend of mine, Michelle, uh, Michelle Smith, and she has a company called Birth Ease. And uh, I wanted to welcome Michelle to the show today. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so oh excited. Gosh. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you too, because we uh, met uh, just under a year ago, and we had a real strong connection instantly from meeting. And uh, so, you know, for that reason, energetically, I'm just excited to have you on the show. And I, I was really curious about what you do and, and how you approach things. Uh, we were just talking offline a little bit, and we're completely aligned. We were talking a little bit about being a parent and everything. Maybe you could just tell our guests a little bit about what you do with your business there in Orlando. I have a, I guess you would call it a pregnancy and birth business, right. and I am a childbirth educator, mm -hmm. and I'm also a doula, and doulas are birth professionals that help provide educational and emotional support to families during their pregnancy, their birth, and postpartum. We aren't medical, but we typically can have medical knowledge from experience or some of us work as birth assistants um, mm -hmm. for midwives and things and that has evolved into creating my own childbirth method i've been a hypnobirthing and a hypnobabies instructor for years which that is i'm a clinical hypnotherapist and mm -hmm. so that really helps to help families reduce stress and fear and to help create the birth that they want or if the birth doesn't go the way that they envisioned it really helps to mitigate some of that disappointment and trauma I feel like and I have I'm not affiliated with either Institute any longer because I have wanted to grow and expand and meet the needs of my families in a more powerful way and right 
Yeah, I, I mean, and I we were talking about this a little bit offline. What's so interesting is that um, you've built a name for yourself, not just locally, but your business is beyond just your local. You know, you think you have clients everywhere, you know, and, and I think that's really neat for a lot of our listeners, just um, how you kind of balance working with people one-on-one and how you, how you work with people in this kind of a situation remotely as well. Yeah, I've really been so grateful with the advent of um, video chatting and the internet because when I started, that wasn't so much a thing. Sure. But it, it affords me the ability to, I really like that personal one-on-one touch. It's important to me versus just group classes. Not that there's not value in group classes, but I really love that one-on-one component and helping people work through any stress or fear and things like that. And it's wonderful because we can meet one-on-one or we can do a hybrid class and they can do part online instruction and part in person, or we can do everything online and video chat and still have that connection. And I think in pregnancy and postpartum women, they need that and they kind of crave that. It's getting lost in our very fast paced world. Right. How did you get involved in doing this? I'm really curious. We haven't actually talked about that. I'm really curious what this, what your origin story might be. Well, I kind of laugh that I have loved birth since I was a little girl. It's mm-hmm. always fascinated me. And I would, you know, if I saw someone giving birth in a movie, it would make me cry and not a scared way, but in a powerful way. And when I was pregnant um, and giving birth to my second child, I was with a practice that had 16 different doctors with it, or 19, it was 19. And that was very disconcerting to me. And when I went into labor, I felt the relief of the physician that took care of me that I, when I had a miscarriage between my first and this child that I was going to give birth to, there was just this palatable relief of, I know him, I can have my baby now. It wasn't a conscious thought. It was just this feeling and emotion that washed over me. And with my third baby, I discovered doulas and had a student doula at my birth. And it, the difference was amazing. And I had midwifery care and I love the concept of the continuity of care, that familiar person. Mm-hmm. Because so many, at least here in the States, um, it's very rare to have any more to have the person, the physician taking care of you or the midwife taking, you, taking care of you to actually be the one to attend your birth. Uh-huh. And so we're lacking that continuity. And that's where a doula can really fill in. I love that. And I, I, I mean, we've talked a lo- about a bunch of different things, um, getting to know each other a little bit. Um, you know, uh, one thing that's kind of fun about me is that uh, when I, when I was having my two kids, um, I lived in a smaller town and there were, um, uh, my first child was born in the hospital. Uh, it was a very short labor and my daughter actually was born in the home. 
and even shorter labor. And That's lovely. their mom and I used to joke about it that we were very politically correct. <laughs> that we did, we did, we 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 did one each. Um, right, right. So it's you know like I I it's 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 fun that way, and so I I have a deep appreciation for what you do um, from both sides. I mean, I I I I actually worked in the hospital uh, during that period, and so I knew oh, the wow. practitioners, and they were fantastic. I mean, I had a video shoot planned during the birth of my son, and they were like, "Yeah, you're not going to do that." <laughs> <laughs> you used to be able to. You can at home in the birth center. Yeah. Well, they were so you, you're going to be here with Maureen, so I was like, "That's good." Yeah. So, but anyway, I have a deep appreciation for what you do. And one thing that I didn't tell you is my younger brother, uh, him and his wife, their first child, Matthew, was born. Uh, they knew this before he was born, um, that he had he was going to be born with some serious uh, mm. physical challenges, and so the fam my family went through the process of, you know, having a child born in the family. Uh, Matthew survived uh, just over four months and then passed away, and having a funeral and the whole thing. And so, um, you know, I didn't know this about you until we were just speaking recently that. It's it's about birth and it's also about grieving and I'm I'm actually really interested in that part of what you do. Yeah, I'm also a well, it has many different names. It can be a bereavement doula or a death mm -hmm. doula, and that can take on many different forms. My specialty is pregnancy and birth, mm -hmm. and so as a bereavement doula, sometimes we get called in if. Like one, the, the birth that really spearheaded my career into this, um, I knew their caregiver and she called me and said we couldn't find a heartbeat. And they were my clients. We, they, we had done classes together. And so I went over to the hospital and was where, there with them through the process. And it was one of the most rewarding and one of the most difficult things that I ever done. And then another client, five weeks later, um, had a placental abruption. That's when the placenta breaks away and lost her child. And, and we also lost um, an 18-year-old in our family to, to a car accident. And all of that grief just spearheaded me into this field of holding that space because birth and death are so, there's so many parallels. And I don't think, I was listening to David Kessler, that's one of the premier grief experts. And he said that our, at least here in the States, our country is grief illiterate. And mm -hmm. I thought that is a really good a term, good term. Mm -hmm. because we, we used to care for our dead at home. We used to have home funerals, and after the Civil War, we at least here in the States, we lost that. And baby loss is such, and child loss is such a taboo subject, as I'm sure your family experienced. And I just feel like families need that support, and if they can have a doula there with them, especially if it's a stillbirth or even in the process that, you know, this we don't know how long this sweet baby is going to live. We can be that voice to listen and hold space and cry with them. And, and we can walk 
where others don't want to walk. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 And, and, and thank you for giving me the space to tell that story. That's something I haven't really talked about publicly, but you know, it's definitely something that um, as a, when you're in that situation, you do not expect it. Right. Right. When my, when my son was born, um, his heartbeat stopped for a second. And that was another instant where, you know, you're kind of like, you just don't expect it. Right. And so I, I think that, um, I love that you uh, have an appreciation for holistically the whole process of giving birth. And there's a whole range of things that happen in that scenario. And, um, you know, as someone who's been through it, I, you know, just honor you for that. Thank you. You, um, I'm, I'm curious about the birth ease method. Uh, I was complimenting you on the logo for it. Which I really like, um, and you also have a podcast with the same name, the Birth Ease Podcast, which yeah. is on your website, and it's available on all the the platforms, which is which is pretty cool. I would recommend people go and listen to it. Michelle's got a really interesting take on all these things, and I think you really like her podcast. They're amazing. Tell me about the Birth Ease method. Like, how did you come to design that, and what's that all about? Um. Real quickly, I am going to mention if anyone in your audience has experienced baby loss or is going to the month of October, oh, right. and my podcast was dedicated to that, and okay. so they might find some comfort in that, or if they, like you, have a family member that is experiencing the loss of a pregnancy or a child, one of the episodes really focuses on how to support them as well as you can because sometimes we make mistakes and say things that inadvertently hurt those that are grieving and so how can we avoid that so i just wanted to mention that real quick since you um trying to find the words i'm so honored you shared that story yeah it's it's when you go through it it's um you know there's small things like i you know uh, they've had four kids and, you know, some people only know they, they have three kids and, you know, it's just little things like that that right. make you remember that right. you, 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 um, you know, so yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So the birthies uh, method came about, um, if you wanted me to circle back to that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was working for fortunate enough to work for Jenny Joseph, who is an icon in the birth world and I was teaching hypnobirthing, and she said, can we teach relaxation skills to my families without the use of hypnosis? And I said, yeah, we can. We can create a relaxation habit within their mind and their body. And that's where it all really started. And like I said, I'm a clinical hypnotherapist, and I love it. But as I worked with the different birth hypnosis methods, I felt kind of frustrated because I, I like to teach individually and I like to meet people where they're at. And if I need to do a different technique with them, I want the freedom to be able to do that. Sure. Or I'm really blessed because clients tell me that they like the sound of my voice and it's really relaxing to them. And especially if I'm at their birth, I want them 
to get used to the sound of my voice. And when they hear it, there's conditioning and it causes that relaxation response. So that's kind of a long answer to say that that's how it all evolved. And, and I wanted to create a method that focused more on reducing stress and having skills to be able to do that and less on whether or not you have a natural birth. Not that that's not important because I'm really grateful, grateful to the founders of hypnobirthing and hypnobabies, but mm-hmm. I want the focus to be more on how can I reduce stress in pregnancy? How can I reduce it during my birth and postpartum and as a parent? Because the stress is going to be there. It doesn't go, you know, it doesn't go away when the baby's born. No. It's like, boom, <laughs> so, all right, you're here, kid, let's go. No, yeah. you're right, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like that your focus is on where it's at with the birthies method around focusing on, on stress. So tell me more about that. Like, um, go a little deeper with that. A lot of people don't realize the implications that stress can have in pregnancy. And I don't want to guilt any mommies. So if any moms are listening out there or dads, um, please, no guilt. But because life is stressful. But we also live in this very, I feel like our world is just go, 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 go. So much information overload. And many people are almost in a constant state of fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And they're dumping all of those stress hormones into their body. And research is showing that those stress hormones can cross the placenta and reach the baby. It can get into the amniotic fluid. They know that a woman that's under extreme stress can have premature labor. Mm-hmm. She's at higher risk for pregnancy complications such as hypertension and preeclampsia. Mm-hmm. And so learning these tools to mitigate stress is so important because a woman that's chronically stressed or under extreme stress, mm-hmm. those stress for- hormones can actually alter the hardwiring of that baby's brain. And again, I don't want anybody to have guilt, but it is, you know, shown through studies the importance of finding ways to mitigate our stress and pregnancy because it does affect us and it affects our babies as well. And so developing a relaxation habit and eliciting the relaxation response helps counteract all of those catecholamines. It helps to um, model how to reduce stress, you know, in pregnancy. But when you take that time each day to relax, or in parenthood, I should say, Mm -hmm. but when you take that time each day to relax in pregnancy, it dumps good hormones and chemicals. You're counteracting uh, that stress and it benefits the baby. Mm -hmm. And I swear the babies can feel it. (laughs) They get all excited when they're (laughs) relaxing. You know, mamas are relaxing and they get all wiggly and things. So, and we can teach our, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Active babies, a healthy baby. Exactly. Um, But we can model that for our children too. And I'm always so honored when children have, or parents have other children and they say, 
oh, we lie down and listen to you at night to go to sleep and it helps mm -hmm. my little one sleep. Mm -hmm. And I think we're setting that precedent too. You know, I, I think that, um, you know, there's such a, a growing body of evidence around how different kinds of stress impacts our health. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you're speaking about it in the context of children being born and how that may transfer across because it, it makes complete sense um, that that would happen. You know, things, um, this is different, but um, even with, with pets, it can reduce their stress, perceived stress in their, their home can reduce their life expectancy. So it's right. just, it's very interesting that we're talking about this. And, um, you know, like I have this belief that um, energy, our own energy is kind of the currency of today, time, money, uh, energy is just this really important currency. And it's really important that when we work for ourselves, and a lot of people who work for ourselves are going to be parents and aunts and uncles, and that um, we, we, um, we pay attention to what you're talking about in the context of ourselves. And then of course, in, in the context of our, our, our children, um, whether they're born or not. And so I'm glad you're talking about this. I think this is a really important topic. Yeah, it's hard to balance being an entrepreneur and being a parent. It is, especially for us birth workers, because if we attend birth, we can be gone. I think the longest I was gone, and I was a single parent at the time, um, I think I was gone 72 hours. Okay. It's a long time to be aware, away from your children. And it's so important to find these tools to de-stress and focus and, and be, I feel like sometimes as entrepreneurs, we can be scattered because we have our hands in so many projects and things we want to do and parenting and spending time in our relationship. And right. it's a lot, it's a lot to navigate. Um, I was com I was complimenting you earlier about uh, something on your website, which says your journey is the focus. Tell me more about that. I believe, as a birth professional, that it's not my birth. It's the family's birth. And my role is to help families discover their own inner wisdom, to discover what is the best choice for them. Because sometimes you can have families that really intrinsically, you know, because you've experienced home birth, they want a home birth intrinsically, sure. but they're afraid to make that jump. And sometimes they need education sure. to be able to do that. Um, Cause I always say you can't, you can't buy a fish sandwich at Taco Bell. Like, you know, if you see somebody's trying to head one way, I don't want a cesarean, I want this type of birth, then we may mention, have you thought about this? You might want to explore this. And sometimes I'm probably kind of obnoxious about it because I'm trying mm -hmm. to help them discover what's really important and valuable to them. But then if they say, my gut says I need to be at the hospital, I'm like, okay, this is your birth. Or sometimes they start out. I want to be at the hospital. 
like, okay, let's, let's navigate that. How can we help you get the birth that you want? Because that's important. It's important. Absolutely. It's, it's such a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's too much noise, too many people telling you how you should give birth and how you should parent. And, oh my gosh, make sure you eat organic while you're pregnant. And what, you know, scowling at you because you did eat some Taco Bell or something. <laughs> so much pressure as parents. And right. Got to learn to do what's right for you. Yeah. And, and what you're saying is, you know, that pressure is going to be there and learning how to sort of manage that internally uh, is literally the most important thing you can do as a prospective uh, parent. Uh, you know, so I, I just think it's a really important message. Um, you. you know, I, I always ask this of, of people who uh, uh, have, have ventured out on their own. Uh, you know, the next 10 years are going to be super interesting because uh, the projections are that over 50% of us will be in some form of service-based self-employment, whether that's full-time, side hustle, whatever. And that's not something that a lot of us have really uh, grown up understanding. We've definitely weathered the whole, you know, one job may not be forever, but this idea of working on your own and, 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 and turning it into a viable business. And um, also, taking that one step further, being impact driven, you know, having a passion for something and following your heart and turning that into a business. So I'm always super interested for people who have done that. Uh, Maybe what the biggest insight they've learned. Well, for myself, I had to jump because I needed to support my children. And I'm like, how am I going to do this? And how can Mm -hmm. I do that? Well, and and I love birth. And so that was what has driven me all these years. And, and being an advocate, I'm stepping into that advocate role, I realized. And, I love it. But the biggest thing that working with hundreds and hundreds of families has taught me is the importance of listening and really listening well. Because there's a difference between listening to someone talk and hearing what they say and acknowledging it and validating it. And I think that doesn't happen as often as it could, especially in birth and especially in grief. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just want someone, I've heard it, David Kessler calls it witnessing. You want Uh someone to witness it. And I think that's what listening does I, I love that listening is your biggest insight and and that that is kind of witnessing um, because I think it it has applicability to both what we're talking about here which is childbirth um, but also for people who are birthing businesses you know um, mm-hmm. the idea of listening and and witnessing others uh, which is being present. And so thank you for that message. I think that was really powerful. Thank you. Yeah, it is a birth. And then with a the birth, you know, there's labor and transition yeah. can be tough. Exactly. <laughs> and support helps you get through it. You know? I want to make sure that people know how to get in touch 
with you, Michelle. Um, now we talked earlier, you've got a, um, you're providing people with access. To, it was in one of your podcasts recently, but access to a meditation to help parents get connected with their children. Yes. Yes. The, the focus of that is really to connect with our children and help create William Emerson calls it a healing relational field. Nice. And he feels that, yeah, it's, he shares such a beautiful message and that if we can step into that, that space of love and acceptance, that we can create healing no matter how old our children are. And I love that concept and so created a meditation for families to connect with their children, whether they're in the womb or out of the womb and create that space for communication. I love that. I love that. And I, th I think that if people want to get in touch with you about that meditation, I think the easiest way to get for them to get in touch with you is directly off your website. There's a contact button there, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They can contact, contact us and we would be happy to provide that for them. Okay. That's cool. Um, so uh, Michelle's website is birtheaseservices.com. I've got that correct. Birth easeservices.com and yeah um uh, i i've i love talking to you i mean like i said we had this really inspired connection uh meeting this year uh i was really looking forward to having this conversation today me michelle too. yeah thank you for being on the podcast thank you for having me yeah i love it and so I really re recommend if you are a parent or a prospective parent, uh, make sure you go to um, listen to more about Michelle. She's got a podcast, the Birth Ease podcast, which is available on all the platforms. And uh, you can go to her website, birtheaseservices.com to get in touch with her, to get that meditation, but also to learn more about the Birth Ease method. Today, we've been talking to Michelle Sp Smith of Birthies Services. Uh, thank you so much to all you folks who have come to listen to the podcast today. Um, I honor you and thank you for being here today. And remember, when you go out into the world, to teach what you love and live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Hey, everyone. I'm Duff Gardner, and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans, and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth. So that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the eight-step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Bye now.